baby, baby, wake up, wake up, wake Silent up. You were, Hill. You were sleepwalking again. Oh God, she's doing it. She's, oh no. Silent she's Hill. She's sleepwalking and just saying the name of that town over and over and over again. We got to, I think, you know, this is going to be a hard conversation to have. Um, I do think it sounds like, we, you know, our baby needs a little help. And I think we yeah, should Yeah, we've got to do something. She's, she's yeah. going to hurt herself if she keeps sleepwalking and saying the name of this town like this. Silent yeah. Hill. I, uh, I've got an I idea. I've got an idea. Okay. I'm going to take her to the town. Uh, I'm going to put hold, her in the on, car and I'm hold, just going to no, no, drive no, no, no. to the town. No, honey. No, no? that's Silent okay. Hill. Silent Hill. Okay. okay yeah. It okay. Doesn't, okay, baby. Just hold on. Yeah. Well, what? It just doesn't sound like that's the first thing we should try. Uh, okay. Because it sounds like... You have like, some better ideas? No, she's no, no. saying the name of a town. I Silent say we Hill. take her to the town. I know, but she sounds, she sounds, you know, in distress. I just don't think it's a good idea to have her confront that while she's awake. Okay, so name some, know? name some fucking ideas then, huh? I think maybe, you know, we haven't gone on a nice family trip in a while. Maybe just a little distance... Uh, a little vacation could do us all some good. You're, I can tell you're very Silent Hill. Right now. Silent Hill. I've got an idea. Why don't we take her to a vacation to the place that she keeps talking about while she's sleepwalking? No, Silent no, we've, Hill. We've been, we've been through this before. Remember when she only wanted ice cream for breakfast? And we, and we, we took her to ice one? cream. We yeah, took her to ice bad. cream. That didn't work. That was actually really bad. Um, but so I think, you, I, you know, I, I was looking up, I did, I did a little research. I've been reading some books. And yeah. Uh, I got I, and I and I and I went on I went on uh, the internet. Yeah, and, and to I just, WebMD. Is that what you did, Jonathan? No, I didn't go to WebMD. Okay, I I went to Quora, and I I, I was looking at Quora for Silent other people. Hill? I for other children that are you know having nightmares, what to do, and they recommended you know, and I know it's a scary thing, taking the taking our child to go. You know, see a professional to like to have them help them work it out, and I do think that's like a good thing we can do. There's also there Silent are there Hill. are apps that they Silent can use. BetterHelp.com/slash/getplayed. I think you can you can you can Silent hear Hill. you can hear our daughter saying no to that in her sleep by saying the word Silent Hill. I think I think look. When you have a nightmare about zippers, what do you do? You zip up all your clothes. That's when you not... have a nightmare, that's not what you do. When you have a no. nightmare about like, oh no, I burnt the chicken. How do you get over it? You burn a chicken. You put it in the oven. You turn it on and you walk away. No, see, we have I to think... take her to Silent Hill. I think Silent Hill. It, Silent Hill. That chicken scenario. I would try to perfectly cook a chicken to prove that I'm not going to burn it. Well, Jonathan, you're not me. And I'm telling you, if my daughter right. sleepwalks, then I'm taking her to the place that she talks about while she sleepwalks. I'm not trying what, what, melatonin. Where, I'm not trying. Where, where, oh, where she, am I? She what, woke what up. What happened? Where am hey, I? sweetie, sweetie. It's okay. You were sleepwalking again, and you kept saying the name of that town, Silent Hill. Hey, um, I know you're going to hate to hear this, but I know that um, I've been hearing you in your sleep. You've been having a lot of nightmares where you've been saying, I'm having an affair with our neighbor, Greg. Well, then I'm going to go fuck Greg. No, no. Silent Hill. <laughs> we watch Silent Hill the movie and discuss if the game was better and answer your cues that pop out of our question block this week on Get Played.
Welcome to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to Get Played! I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with my fellow host, Nick Weiger. That's me, Nick Weiger, and I'm here with our third host, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And welcome back to Get Played, the premiere video game podcast. Wow, holy shit. Shots fired against all other video game podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Even even ones that I love and like. Yes. (laughs) And especially the ones we don't like. Yeah, I don't make the rules. That's just what we are now. The premiere comedy video games podcast. It's what they're saying. I'll take it. Well, the comedy comedy in there now. (laughs) Yeah. Get that out of there. Uh, welcome back to Get Played, and hey, welcome back to the greatest country on earth, the United States of America, to Matt Apodaca. Yeah, I'm back. Did you miss me, America? <laughs> I saw Lady Liberty was weeping. I don't know what that yeah. was. It might have been related to you. Yeah, I was, uh, I was, what do they say for Italy? I was, uh, I was across the pond, as they say. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. Visited my old pal, the uh, River Arno. Uh, did, did you go to Italy or? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it all. I saw uh, fucking <clears throat> uh, the Sistine Chapel. I saw uh, there you go. David's Hog. I saw the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> David's Hog is unbelievably gorgeous. <laughs> the thing, okay, here's the thing I will say about it real quick and then I will wow. drop it. I promise I won't talk about it for much longer than this. I didn't know, I didn't know that the statue was big. It's huge. I had no fucking idea. I thought it was like normal human sized. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's fucking it's huge. En- it's enormous and it is, like you, you, you've seen it in pictures your whole life. Yeah. And you walk into that room and it's the only thing in the room and it's fucking unbelievable. And you're like, you're like, oh, okay. That all of the hype it delivers. Yeah. And I was like ready to go in there and start like making jokes about his hog. And then I saw it and then I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same here. Walked in like, being oh, like, no. I can't wait to be like Tee-hee. cynical about this. Yeah. And instead, I was like, Jesus Christ, I can, like, it looks like he's breathing. Yeah. And I don't know how. It was uh, great. I, I tried to, to look up how tall is Michelangelo's David, and I could not help but resist clicking on the auto-completed how tall is Michelangelo TMNT. <laughs> um, and apparently, it's better information canonically, for the show. Yeah. canonically, the Ninja Turtle Michelangelo is four foot eight. Oh, short, a short king. king. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. A little guy. I would have thought they were source. bigger. They're mutants. Well, I, I think it probably depends on what adaptation you're looking at. Mm. But I think that's probably from the comics. He's a little bit more squat. Uh, David Michelangelo's David is five point one seven meters or seventeen feet tall. That's fucking huge. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. enormous. <laughs> he fucking gigantic. Uh, it looks like a Attack on Titan. Like it's a giant dude. <laughs> a lot of these rooms are so big, like in a lot of these museums and a lot of cathedrals. Like I've just never seen rooms that big before. And I was like, mm-hmm. my girlfriend was getting annoyed with me because I kept being like, this is kind of like Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm getting kind of big Elden Ring vibes here in the Uffizi. <laughs> yeah, the I, I feel like 
I try to be a, a really subtle tourist, you know, like walk around, don't talk much, like mm-hmm. leave everyone alone. But it would be very hard not to do an emote in one of those buildings, like the slow, <laughs> slow circle. <laughs> I bet somebody would join you. I, uh, I'm sure. Yeah. But then, you know, you can join then, me, but then, then don't talk to me after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I don't, a, I don't, like a, more a this. security guard would come up to both of you and be like, a ver, a ver, Yeah. <laughs> And then you kill him and get a, a big enemy felled prompt. Yeah, yeah. hey, okay, <laughs> All right. now we're talking. 12,000 runes, I'll take yeah. it. Uh, but yes, I'm back, and you're probably all wondering, why didn't we talk about some video game things that happened over the last couple of weeks? And it's yes. because we recorded those in advance, and you guys actually didn't know that, and you got played actually early. <laughs> you had no idea. Because we did there's really good job. Some st- there's been some stuff that has happened. Mm-hmm. There's the the very charming uh, Mario movie uh, trailer that came out. Mm-hmm. Little teaser, which is yeah. Fine. Enjoyed it. Uh, yes. There was uh, a new Final Fantasy 16 trailer that dropped, which I, I, I'll take a moment here to, to speak my speak my heart about. Doesn't look like a game for me, but I'm Ooh. still going to play it because it's Final Fantasy 16. And I, 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 I approve the, of risk taking. Like mm-hmm. that's the that's that's the freedom I want to grant any artist. Mm. Take me on a journey. I don't own Final Fantasy. I don't get to tell you what it should be. You, you guys want to set it in fucking Game of Thrones? I'm I'm down. I'll see what what what's up. What else happened? We got a, a bunch of uh, announcements that are um, linked to today's thematic entry in, in Get Played. Yes. Heather, I'm glad you brought that up because, yes, that was, as of this recording, the news that's uh, fresh in everyone's minds. And I think we'll probably still feel relevant on Monday when this releases. Mm-hmm. The Silent Hill transmission event. I watched that uh, live. Watched it along, live along with our our Twitch channel uh, over on Twitch.tv/getplayedpod, and it seemed like a pretty warm reaction. I think because you know, like the big thing is the Konami uh, has has kind of basically laid this franchise dormant since the department of Kojima and the par- departure of Kojima, rather, and you know the uh, the the cancellation of Silent Hills and the removal of PT. Uh, permanently, and people were just sort of like, okay, was what's going to happen? Are, are they just done with Silent Hill? Are they just not going to make these anymore? And yeah. they, they announced two new games and a, and a movie. And so, sure, fuck it. Like, hey, let's maybe something will work. They I also like announced a remake of Silent Hill 2. Uh, yes, I was counting that among the the, the new games. Uh, wait, but yeah, there the three bl- games? Did I, is there a third game I missed? There's... Silent Hill 2 remake, mm-hmm. then Silent yeah. Hill F, and then that yeah, third Silent one. Yeah, Silent Hill F. Is, isn't there a third one that takes place in like a little foggy Japanese town? That's Silent yeah. Hill F. That's Wait, Silent what's Hill the F. other one? Oh, Ascension, isn't it? There, the, the one that's like an AR or something. Yeah, right? yeah, oh. where it's like a live, not a live service game, but it's like a live game. The name that, is the name is Townfall, Silent Townfall. Hill Townfall. I wasn't was really Ascension? counting that one because I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, Townfall is 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 the one that's like a weird metaverse slash AR game. I, I think it was just like it was so ambiguous what they were actually making. Do you do you um, think that uh, Kojima rolled his eyes when they said Townfall, and he's like, "It's called Timefall, guys." <laughs> I think he did do that a little bit. I think he okay. Did. There is a there is a dra- there is also an interactive drama series Silent Hill Ascension. There you so go. So that's like okay. okay. So there is an Ascension. There's a I, I conflated that and Townfall, but they're but they're two different things. One's one's I guess like kind of a choose your own adventure sort of thing, and the other one is just we still don't know what the fuck it is exactly. Here on the premier video game podcast, we don't even know what got announced as we're providing <laughs> the news to you. Yes, but we are the premier. We're premier. We're the premiere. I'll also say, let's not bury the lead here. We got Silent Hill skateboard decks. Yes! Yes! Fucking ready. They read my letters. They they responded to my preemptive hunger strike. Mm-hmm. They got they did it. They didn't, I didn't even have to do it. Let's slap a depressed middle-aged man. On the underside of my skateboard deck, and then I yeah. can grind some rails. Yeah, let me do a kickflip over Pyramid Head. Honestly, pretty tight, actually. It'd be pretty sick. I I saw that news, and I felt nothing. Yeah, because it's nothing. <laughs> you could put anything on a skateboard. It's true. Uh, I had one with Woodstock on it. When I was a kid, so ah. blue, so Bloober team who did the uh, who who uh, developed the. Blair Witch game that we talked about on last week's podcast mm-hmm. is in fact developing a Silent Hill. They're doing the Silent Hill 2 remake, which will be a PS5 console exclusive and also uh, come out on PC. And then Silent Hill F is, which is described as, quote, a completely new story set in 1960s Japan featuring a beautiful yet horrifying world is being developed by a Taiwanese slash Japanese team. And that one has a weird uh, fucking flowerhead lady. Yeah, uh, but I, I I did take a problem with I had a problem with it. Okay, mm-hmm. a, a beautiful and horrifying world. That's not different than real life. I think Nick's clapping. They gave Matt a round of applause. This world is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm still going. Yeah, but it's also horrible. Mm-hmm. Scary even. Ugh. Uh, I, I, any other thoughts on this? I mean, we're going to talk more about the movie, I'm sure, when we talk about the movie yes. uh, in our the main the main section of the episode. I have one thought about the the remake um, yeah. in yeah, particular. Yeah, I've got a couple of thoughts about the remake. Go for it, Apodaca. And, uh, you know, and something it's something that I guess we didn't really touch on last week because we don't have a ton of history. I feel like as a uh, as gamers, even at, with um, with the Bluebird team in general. But I've heard that. People are not very excited about them handling the remake because specifically of how they've handled things pertaining to mental illness in the past. They've done a bad sure. job with it and they've uh, maybe had like problematic uh, takes on it even. Um, but so that's like an area of con- concern. Uh, so you think that there's a possibility that Mary will say to James, you're crazy. Yeah, you're a pr- crazy guy. And it makes you bad. Yeah, like probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> um, but like there, there's that. And then also 
you know, there's an iconic shot in the in Silent Hill 2. I, I've tweeted about this and, you know, and I wasn't the only person to make this observation where James is looking into the mirror um, and the whole game is unsettling and there's no proof that they did this on purpose. But if you turn the brightness up in this scene, um, James's eyes are looking squarely like at the player, basically. So like it, you know, adds you know, people say it adds to like the unsettling nature. Like you're always being watched, even you know, in no matter what in this game. Uh, but the shot of it in the new trailer is just like very different, and he has like a very different sort of like I don't know, more emotive face because it's the next gen graphics, and it just doesn't. You know, and I hate to judge before we actually see it. I don't know if they've can turn up the brightness to see where his little peepers are actually looking, uh, but. No, it's I think just, that's that's unsolvable. You can't they can do figure it. that out. No, they no, can't do they it. Can't. It's yeah. too new. Okay, well, we'll just never yeah. see it. Uh, so we'll never actually know whether or not they're they, they are doing it. But um, it just doesn't. It's it seems like just based on what I've seen so far that they like missed the point of that maybe. But unless it wasn't intentional to begin with, then you know, then who am I? But uh, if it was and they didn't do it, it seems like cause for concern uh, I think but I'm going to play it anyway. Yeah, real quick I'm I'll I'll just upset. say I'm 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 cautiously optimistic about it yeah. because yes I I read that those same sort of things where tonally they had some issues handling yes. uh sensitive topics regarding mental health but this is an adaptation of an existing source yes. and they do seem to have the technical know-how to make an atmospheric a good-looking game, as we've experienced from Blair Witch. So I think I could see this just being if they if they just are kind of like stick to the source, we could end up with just like a glossy, more playable version of a classic game. Uh, Heather, your thoughts? I'm grumpy about this mm. because look, Silent Hill Two wouldn't have happened if they were remaking Silent Hill One, and I I, I feel mm. like to spend all of this energy. It, it, this look, I love the last of us part one, but like at, at what point are we, why not just make these titles available on modern consoles, you know, with all of their flaws intact? Like you don't, you don't say, Oh man, this Beatles album is great. What I'd really like is for another band to perform the entire album. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. the, and I, I feel like there's this, this, uh, fear settling into all of the different industries because of the amount of capital it takes to create these experiences. So we're all leaning back on existing pre-existing IP as opposed to exploring new things. I would buy the next new fucking Silent Hill game, right? Yes. Like, I think we all would. And if you want to capitalize on the IP that already exists, do it like Silent Hill or Final Fantasy do, where it's like, Here's the name, but also it's totally different. Right. So I'm not excited about this. I'm uh yeah. I'm bummed. Go yeah, I I I I mean, I don't know if I'll say I'm excited about it. This wasn't the sort of thing where I looked at this and was like, holy shit, they're doing it. Holy yeah, let's fucking go, you know. But I was like, okay, I think this could this could maybe work. I get what you're saying because I one hundred I agree one hundred percent regarding The Last of Us Part One. I actually went on a mini rant about that when we did our We Play You Play about it. Uh, but 
we're going back to a PS2 game that got a PS3 remake, but you know the PS3 remake is kind of uh, was kind of shoddy and and ill received by fans of the uh, of the game of the original, and versus there was already a, 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 a already a remaster of The Last of Us Part One called mm-hmm. The Last of Us Remastered. They took a PS3 game that was barely a decade old and then you know re, re, remade it for PS4 and then we're like let's make it for PS5 too. To me, it's a little bit of a difference. We're going back to a game that came out in 2001 over 20 years ago and like to your point, should be playable on modern hardware but isn't readily available because of how you know digital stores are handled. Um, and there, there still just isn't like any sort of standardization of of making this content playable across different platforms. I think that there I would be so much more excited if like Konami had announced Konami Plus and it was like we have taken all of these classic video game experiences and we've put them onto a subscription service where you can play any game from Konami's history on any console available and we've updated the controls modernize the controls just a little bit on 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 uh, games that were specific to certain controller platforms like a GameCube controller or whatever uh but across the board everything's already available like i would have been like holy fucking shit i'm going to subscribe to konami plus mm-hmm. even though i don't really like konami in its modern form right but this this bummed me out it bummed me out i don't i'm i'm grumpy bear about it uh, I won't say bum me out, but I understand your point. I, I think it. I, I, I retain some cautious optimism. And also I'll say that this is, you know, I did see a lot of people who were like, oh, I never played Silent Hill 2. And so this is this is the kind of game where I don't think I don't know if last how much Last of Us Part One is exposing that IP to people for the first time, but I feel like a Silent Hill 2 remake, if well executed, could expose a new generation to a classic game that's worth playing. And again, to your point, isn't isn't readily readily playable on today's hardware. And also, let's let's also say we played through it again pretty recently. Um, I love this game, but it's you know, it feels like a fucking old ass game that's got some conventions that have uh, some some convention, some rather some gameplay conventions have been figured out in the intervening years that if you integrated them into a remake could make that a lot more playable, a lot more uh, approachable. Sure. But, but would you point. rather see those things handled in a new game? Well, that's why we're getting Silent Hill F, Heather. Yeah. Silent Hill F. I read this. This is crazy, and I'm just a little surprised because it feels off tone for the series, but apparently the F stands for fun. <laughs> Weird choice. <laughs> <laughs> I that's not normally the kind of joke I laugh at from Weiger, but like I the idea of Konami being like, it's Silent Hill fun. <laughs> <laughs> the backlash would like be the, would be worth it. We've incorporated dances. You can you can download <laughs> modern pop songs and see any of the the playable care the roster of playable characters, including Pyramid Head, Heather from Silent Hill 3, James! (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, hey, let's, uh, we talked a lot about Silent Hill. We're going to talk some more about Silent Hill in just a few. But for now, let's talk about some video games we're playing right now. Guys, what are you playing? What are you playing? What are you playing? What are you playing? Nick and Mary Heather. Uh, Resident Evil Merchant, that's a lovely ditty. That was beautiful. I was worried that you were making it up. I'm joining ASCAP. Yeah. What? Oh, wow. I'm getting residuals on the podcast. Oh. Oh, Every time you sing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I like this. Yeah, I don't think we're budgeted for paying out residuals for a song every time for a second Well, then I'll see your ass in court. All right, I'll see your ass in court. And that question you'll be answering is, what are you paying? Oh, shit. Okay, well, maybe I don't want to go. Um, I don't want to go to court. I don't want to go to court. Um, Look, shoot. we'll figure this out. We'll, we'll figure out. Hey, hey, Resident Evil Merchant, I'm curious. Uh, the other yes. big franchise, you're obviously a member of the RE franchise, the other uh-huh. big horror fa- franchise yes. on the console side, Silent Hill had a big event, made some announcements. Uh, do you got any takes on those? Mm, let's see. Uh, I mean... I, I respect any up-and-comer, like somebody trying out, to, you know, to, to steal a crown. Uh-huh. But you're never gonna, you're never gonna take it from Resident Evil. Yeah, I mean that's that's true. You really none are. of those and, assholes and- even carry around a briefcase to organize their shit. <laughs> that's true. They're not very professional in that way, are they? If you're gonna fight monsters. You need a briefcase, and you need to organize your guns and your ammo in the briefcase. You got to put them on the right place in the grid to maximize yeah. your inventory space. I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, but, all right, but, well, but enough about Resident Evil. Nick, what What are you playing? Oh, I can start. Sure. Thank you for asking. Uh, so I, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about a couple of games. One of them is Unrailed, which I play, I streamed on Twitch with our buddy Yusong Lu, twitch.tv slash YU underscore S-O-N-G. <laughs> Uh, good pal. And uh, Unrailed is a is was developed by this company, Indoor Astronaut. It's a co-op train building roguelike. And so basically you and a friend or friends are going around. And you're building ra- you're, you're building rails uh, to try to keep a train going to a station. And while you're doing, you have to, like, clear trees. You have to clear out. Uh, uh, you have to you have to mine resources. Uh, you have to build bridges, it, 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 depending on the train. It's got this great sort of, you know, isometric voxel look to it, really blocky Minecraft-like. It's really charming. It's got a great, great sound design and great, uh, great score. Uh, so if you got a buddy and, you know, this game goes on sale, on sale a lot, it came out in 2020, uh, pick it up and mess around with it because I, I, I thought it was a fucking hoot. So there's a game where you build train rails yes. and you, you didn't make the game? It just happened to appear on the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nick, you didn't try to throw your player character in front of it, did you? <laughs> <laughs> it really is a dream game for me in every way except that you need a friend to play it. Uh, <laughs> only roadblock. But it, it is really cool, and it's a really, it's a really cool design, and, and I think it's, uh, you mm. know... I, I just it's one of those games. It's like a like an overcooked that's just super fun to play with somebody else. Uh, I I also uh, have been been putting a lot of lot more time into Elden Ring. I, I crossed the one hundred oh. hour threshold. Oh, uh, yeah. So I'm wow. I'm starting to get the hang of it. Uh, you know, it's uh there's there's a there's a lot going on, but it's a, a it's just it's just so fucking good. I mean, it's just like I'm constantly I'm just I'm just staggered by 
the scope and the scale and the depth. And I, I mean, like, you, you know, sometimes it's like even it. Here's the thing. I think you were you were saying something uh, around this point, Heather. Of like, sometimes you'll get you'll get into an enemy and you'll be over you'll 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 find like a boss and you'll be over leveled, and so it's not much of a challenge. You'll like take them out in your first go, and then other times you'll get to a boss and you'll be like adequately leveled or under leveled, and that'll be like fuck. I gotta this. I gotta go at this a few dozen times until I can figure out this guy's patterns, and and both are so satisfying. Because yeah. in both ways, you feel like you feel powerful either way. You're either like, holy shit, my guy's a demigod. I just fucking murked this uh, this this underground troll, uh, you know, or uh, in one go. Or it's like, holy shit, this is this was a fucking ma- massive obstacle I had to overcome by banging my head against the wall a bunch of times um, and doing some deep breathing. But ultimately, when I triumphed, I felt like I'd. Uh, I'd conquered something. So yeah, it's it's a it's an amazing design. It's clearly the game of the year and and you know one of the best games ever and uh, what what how how lucky we are to be alive when it exists. Um anyway, that's me. Uh Heather, how about you? What are you playing? Oh, uh, what am I playing? Uh let's see. I have been playing the Steam Deck. Ooh. Uh wow. and uh courtesy of of Nick Weiger. Uh I got the Steam Dock. For my Steam Deck. Wow. Uh, but have been having some difficulty getting, and I read online, a lot of people are having trouble getting it to uh, appear on your television screen. There's like a auto resolution mm. settings. And I, I I, got it to pop up once, which is irritating because if I'd never gotten it to show up on the TV, I'd be like, okay, this is a thing I need to troubleshoot. But instead right. it seems like, oh, some somebody else has done something wrong here. Not me. Yeah. Uh, like, you shouldn't have to power cycle a console in order to get it to appear on a television. But uh, using the Steam Deck, I have been playing Game Boy Advance games on an emulator. <laughs> and I've put in, like, three or four hours. Uh, I went up into the mountains this weekend to, to write. Uh, and I brought my Steam Deck. And I played Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, which remains my white whale of classic gaming. I have never beaten it. I have put in infinity hours into it. It is so pleasurable. It is such a cozy game. Uh, and it looks breathtaking on the Steam Deck. Like, more beautiful than it has ever looked, even on the analog pocket. Like, it's gorgeous. Uh, so I've been playing that this week. Nice. Um, it's just, it's a good feeling. It's like, it's the pumpkin pie of games. Mm. It's the, oh. also... All these fucking games being 20 years old makes me feel like I'm 60. Hmm. Yeah. Fucking sucks. Uh, but that's what I spent my my week playing. That and Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite. I'm level 53. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> of course you are. Uh, I, uh, I like Fortnite. I... Also bought the Rick and Morty skins. Wow. And even, even though Rick's not a... God, I wish Rick would come back. But uh, yeah, I bought the Rick and Morty skins. So now my Xenomorph sings Get Swifty. And uh, nice. that's... That's something right there, right? That's the metaverse. <laughs> it's something. It, it certainly it's is something. something. <laughs> I mean, it is the closest thing to like snow crash that I feel like we have in our world. Yeah, you know, it's just like that's exactly what you know that that you, you you read about in that cl- cyberpunk classic. Did I tell you guys I went to a concert in Fortnite? 
Oh, no. Yeah, I, I went so. to, there's some, there's, so, as a human who's only pressed solo battle royale over and over and over again, that's the only button I ever press, unless Apodaca happens to be online or Weiger happens to be online. Um, but I went into, like, the other game modes. First off, there's, like, 300 other game modes in that game. It's like a, there's another, there's all sorts of, sh- like, quests and shit that you can do in that game but there's also a concert given by some french lady so i went to the concert and it's like an interactive like you fly from stage to stage doing activities while her music is playing and a music video is also playing sort of like omnipresently all around you uh and i would never have been exposed to that music by that lady if not for Fortnite. so That's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when, like, when I would get up on stage and dance, because there'd be like prompts to be like, get up on stage and dance. You'd get up on stage and dance. And then giant projected next to this French lady is the xenomorph dancing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty neat. That's what I've been playing. Matt. Who are you playing? What can, am I? Can playing? I just real, real yes. quick, real quick on the Fortnite uh, tip because we taught we had this discussion previously. Or like, what what's character would you want to see in Fortnite? And I have a new answer from last time we had the discussion. What is it? Um, Lydia Tar, Kate Blanchett's character from the movie Tar. Wow. The uh, the f- world famous uh, EGOT winning uh, mercurial conductor. If if Tar was in this game, I would it would be like my skin for life. <laughs> it's such a great character, and it also would be so wildly inappropriate that I would think it would just be the funniest thing imaginable. So uh, that's my campaign, Lydia Tar. Uh, give me that Fortnite skin. This I week gotta... they announced Ash from the Evil Dead series. Yes, I'll be getting that's that cool. skin. Yeah, yeah, I won't, but good okay. on you. Yeah, I'm gonna get good it. on you. Um, I I got the I got the Morty skin. I, nice. I liked Mecha Morty. I was like, I'm gonna get this one. This is fun. Um, so I, but I haven't, yeah, I didn't get to play a ton of games while I was away. Um, I did bring my switch thinking I would play the switch on the plane. Uh, and right. I did, I did not, but something that I did do is on, on my, on my airplane, there were games like on the screen, like uh, there, you know, uh, it was a long international flight. So there was like a screen in front of my, uh, seat that had like a touch pad. Uh, and it had, you know, it had like bejeweled two. Uh, and Tetris, and my girlfriend Isabel um, was, you know, obviously sitting next to me on this plane, and she was like, "Let's play Tetris together." And so you could challenge each other to Tetris uh, at your seat. And she got really into Tetris. Like the other day, I caught her downloading Tetris on her phone, which was like absolutely shocking behavior uh, for me to witness <laughs> because I've had Tetris here the whole time. Right. I have plenty of games we could play together. She just, like just discovered that Tetris is like fun and 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 good, um, and so we've been we were we played that a lot on the plane. Uh, on, she on hadn't the, played it before, like, or she she, prob- she played a little bit, but she probably had played it a little bit. But I think playing competitively was Got very it. fun to her because, yeah. um, you know. It's 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 fun to win. She was beating me sometimes. Um, and then, you know, a lot of the time I was winning, but sometimes she would beat me. And wow. I, so when we got back, I showed her Tetris connect or is it called Tetris? 
I think it is called Tetris Connect or something. The whatever the one is on Game Pass. Um, it's it's very cool. Uh, a very cool version of Tetris. And so I uh, I got her to try out the Xbox controller. And of all the controllers we have in this house, she was like, I love the Xbox controller. I love this. So it was just a very interesting experience because she just like had previously no interest. Yeah. And now it's like, I'm all, she's all in on Tetris now. She loves it. It's a, her new favorite thing. Um, not as into Bejeweled 2, but I was really digging Bejeweled 2 on the airplane. Um, uh, but then something I did do also, while I was in Italy, just knowing that I was going to miss it there because I loved it. I loved my trip. I downloaded Assassin's Creed, the Ezio collection. Wow. Because <laughs> I decided I want to fight the Pope. I want to uh, <laughs> conspire with Leonardo da Vinci. I want to do all these things. Uh, and so I downloaded it within, within the view of the Vatican. From my, from my place that I was staying, uh, I saw St. Peter's right across the way, and I'm downloading on hotel Wi-Fi the Ezio collection. Um, and so I've what been a playing, time to be alive. I, I know, really, really funny, like just <laughs> just bonkers, uh, uh, just a bonkers thing to do. But uh, I've been playing that a little bit, and I don't love it. <laughs> I was like, oh, hmm. like I don't know. It's 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 old. It's an older. Uh, collection of games. It's a uh, Assassin's Creed. I started with Assassin's Creed Two, um, and it is sort of reminding me of why I didn't love the first Assassin's Creed. It starts a little slower, I think, but I think I'm going to stick with it because I got to fight this Pope. I think that's so <laughs> funny. Yeah, I mean, you know, there aren't a lot of games that give you the opportunity to fight the Pope. No, uh, so I think that's that's one. I know you can do it in Crusader Kings. Um. You can fight or romance the Pope if you like, hmm. but uh, yeah, having it? that. Did, did, <laughs> I've seen a lot of these popes recently, and hubba hubba, I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, the te- the version of Tetris that's on Game Pass is Tetris Effect Connected. That's uh, what I played it is. Tetris okay. Tetris Effect, um, which has kind of like trippy sort of visuals and. Uh yeah, I, I, I haven't played this connected version, but there you go. If you get Game Pass, check it out. It's a hoot. It's a real. It's a fun couch co-op too. Like you can just play with each other. It's great. Wow, Tyler Rickman. That's that's what I've been playing. I, I love hearing it. Yes. Oh, thank you. We Wait, what's the phrase? You love you love, you love to, to hear it. it. Yeah, see you it. To, you love to you love to see it and hear it. We're I the love premier gaming it. podcast. We're also the <laughs> premier. Knowing Phrases podcast. That's right. Part of covering video games is covering video game adaptations. So this week, we thought with all the Silent Hill news, and with it being the spookiest of months, we'd do another edition of The Game Was Better talking about the film Silent Hill, released in 2006, directed by Christoph Gans, who will be directing Return to Silent Hill, just announced an adaptation of Silent Hill 2, uh, written by Roger Avery, who probably most famously co-wrote Pulp Fiction, also wrote Beowulf. Uh, and had a budget of $50 million uh, against a gross of uh, $97 million. And uh, I think was generally 
not well received by critics and was I think fa- fairly favorably received by Silent Hill fans, but I think that's it's also it's also a little polarizing in that regard. I want to start off uh by saying I don't like ever talking shit about anybody else's creative work, which is ironic because we started a podcast where that was like basically the goal mm-hmm. uh was to be like this sucks and this is why and how could this have happened. But watching Silent Hill I watched it with Mary over the weekend, uh, and she she said that she w- that she gave me the uh, permission because she feels the same way. Making a movie is almost fucking impossible. The fact that it yes. happens at all is a miracle. Yes. That being said, Mary said, "You are allowed to say I think this is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life." <laughs> wow. And. I hated this. Wow. Wow. I fucking hated this movie. I was miserable throughout this movie. The script is batshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does not, you know, for, for, for if you like Silent Hill, it doesn't, it, I don't even know how the fuck to get into it. Like, it doesn't know why the things in Silent Hill were happening and just put them into a movie. Like Pyramid Head shows up in Silent Hill the movie and he he is a manifestation of James' carnal rage towards his wife. Like that's why he exists. And yet he's walking around Silent Hill the movie bothering this lady and they don't have any relationship. It's fucking Bonkers. Like the hot nurses are representative of James' sexual desires, mm-hmm. you know? And they're like in the hallway here in, in Silent Hill featuring these two ladies looking for their daughter. It's so fucking weird. It it really bu- like bum me out is the theme of the day. And this bum the shit out of me. Those specific elements felt like because you know, silent these are these are all kind. It's it's kind of an anthology series, as you mentioned, of like silent. The Silent Hills are different, and you know, Silent Hill Two is the only one I've I've really played. Uh, but like those characters are not present in Silent Hill One, the game, and this is meant to be more an adaptation of Silent Hill One, the game, and so. It felt like they were kind of like, well, shit, those are the most iconic Silent Hill characters. We got to find a way to figure them out, to fit them in here. Uh, just toss them in here. And it's a little, as a, as a result, it's a little ramshackle. It's it's unjustified. And I feel like for a movie that's probably a little too long, those would have been, you know, it probably was a note to put those in there coming from Konami or the studio or both. And they figured out how to cram them in there. But I, I think probably those would have been it would have been addition by subtraction to get rid of some of those elements and just sort of focus it more on the psychological horror of the of of, of the the protagonist. Uh, but Matt, your uh, your thoughts on this film? Yeah, I mean, I I remember this coming out. Mm-hmm. I I'm sort of newer to the franchise. The first one I played was two when we did the when we did it last year on the show. Uh, so not I'm not as familiar with the elements of like. Silent Hill one or even the uh, the anthology nature of the of the series um but when when yeah when my girlfriend offered to watch this with me I said no I said you don't have to do this <laughs> like I, I'm the one that has to suffer <laughs> spare yourself 
because uh, I I had assumed I had heard I had heard that it was bad. Um, so that was like all I sort of knew about the movie. And so putting this on this morning, bright and early at seven thirty a.m., uh, like a freak, like an absolute freak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I watched this, and I think I checked to see how much time was left. Maybe like. 10 times within the first like 30 minutes. And I was like, there's still a lot more of this, huh? Because it felt so slow to me. It felt so like I was expecting to be really scared because the game was very scary to me. And, you know, I, 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 I get scared. And I, you know, when I'm watching a scary movie, I, I get scared, but it's like a little more different. It's a little more fun for me, but I didn't even find any of this scary. I just kind of felt it. I felt it was a little um, weird, I guess. It was like, it definitely was kind of gross. I'll I, say that. Ugh. Look, as a as a nerd for the game and also a nerd for writing. Yeah. Like it's neither of the things. Yeah. Like it's neither a great movie nor is it like a fully reverent adaptation of the Silent Hill franchise, right? No. Well, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, this this movie starts with a little girl uh running around and have sleepwalking and having a nightmare where she just keeps saying the word Silent Hill over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. And then you basically hard cut to her mother kidnapping her and taking her to Silent Hill so that they can get behind the mystery of why the little girl uh, is saying Silent Hill. Yeah. And her, the husband's like, don't do this. And the, the woman's like, I have to do it. And it's fucking crazy because... If you're going to write that story, you have to have scenes where the husband and the wife are like trying other things mm-hmm. like they've they've seen a therapist. They've 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 tried. They've discussed whether or not to bring her to Silent Hill. You can't just show a scene where a little girl says Silent Hill in her sleep. And then the mom's like, I'm throwing everything away. Like, it doesn't track as a story. Why would you ever just go to a place that your daughter talked about Unless you talked about trying everything else. And I'm no uh, yeah. child psychologist. Seems like mm-hmm. the worst thing you could do. Yeah. Seems like a bad idea across the board <laughs> to be like, my child yeah. has been having saying this over and over again in nightmares. Why don't we take them there and solve this? Like, And that's <laughs> that's the beginning of so many batshit choices in this in this film that it's not you can't. You can't care about it because you don't care about the characters because there are no relationships. Mm -hmm. There's no relationships between anybody. And a full third of the movie is the main character running around by herself on empty streets, which, yes, is kind of like the game. But no, doesn't make sense because it's not a game. Like, you can't just show that. That, And there's also, like, no context either. Like, I feel like when you're playing the... When you're playing the game, you at least have the benefit of uh, like provided context as you progress. But this, I was just sort of like, well, what is? I sort of know what's happening because I played the game. But if I was just watching this as a movie, I would have no idea what was going on. Period. I watched it with somebody who'd never played the game, yeah. and she was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah. Also, like the the, the so mom who's who's Rose. So Rose takes her daughter, goes to a gas station, gets gas. Why the fuck do we need that scene? That's an insane scene. So, <laughs> and then a police officer wearing sunglasses at night in a skin tight cop uniform comes yeah. up and, and, and interrogates the mom. It's like, what are you doing with this little girl? No cop would ever do that shit. So no. like, you're, you're, 
you're on the couch, like looking around because you have no, there's no perspective. There's nothing. It doesn't make any sense. That moment Why? was very funny um, to me though, too, because, yeah. um, like the mom goes inside the gas station to like, you know, uh, I guess pay for the gas. But like in your periphery, if you saw a police officer walking toward your child while you were walking away, you'd turn around and be like, hey, what the fuck's going on here? Like, Why is this cop walking toward my kid? Uh, and then it'd be a little concerning, at least. Moments later, she gets in the car and she's driving and the cop follows her, turns on her lights and the mom just decides to fucking flee like, we haven't learned anything about this woman other than she heard her daughter say Silent Hill, she abandoned her husband, got in a car, and then and fled the police. Yeah. Like, as a, as a protagonist, why would you ever want this woman to be okay? You're rooting yeah. for her to be un, like, to be stopped yeah. so that you, so that you know what the fuck she's doing. So I knew from her text that the two of you are going to come in hot. Um, oh, I'm going to come in hot as well. I think this movie's good. What, what the, the hell? Fuck? I think it's good. No. Nick, it's not. There's this, no I, like, I no. like Silent Hill the movie. I think it's good. I think it's like it's clearly lovingly crafted by someone who cares about the franchise. And if but, you read some of Christoph Gans's uh, interviews, like it, that it's very much comes across that he's a guy who not just loves Silent Hill, like loves games and respects them as art. And also, it's a very difficult thing to be like, okay, I gotta, tr I gotta try to translate this interactive medium that is very that is the, the main thing it does is atmosphere and the story. In, even if you play through Silent Hill two multiple times, as I have, it, it's not still like the silent. The story is like, oh, it's super clear cut what happens. It's unambiguous the narrative here. It's still like fucking like this weird sort of psychological dreamlike state that you're in. And so, trying to translate that to a a a big budget movie is a challenge. I think it mostly succeeds. No. It does meander a little bit. I think it's too long. I think it would be great if it was an hour 40 instead of two hours and seven minutes. But I think it's pretty good. And I think what? the actors are good. And I think it's really well shot. I think it's got some great composition. There's so many things to address in what you just said. I can't even, I feel like we're on like at the movies. I'm Ebert, you're Siskel. Or uh -huh. vice versa. You're, um, probably Ebert, you're Ebert. Ebert famously you're... panned this, uh, this, this movie, by the way. Good. Ebert, Ebert hated it. Well, then I'm Ebert and, and, and rest in peace. I'm the, I'm the smart one. Uh, you're quoting the guy who made the and movie I'm as like, also rest in peace as, as respectful. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and like, and, uh, this is a dude who said, quote, Silent <laughs> Hill 2 was it. not the real Silent Hill. There's no mythology and the city only plays the black, the backdrop for the unfolding story that Silent Hill 2, the reason Silent Hill has legs at all is not the real Silent Hill. And you're like, oh, this guy should make the fucking movie. I think what he meant by that, and also what? if you see if you see the uh, if you watch the the you know reveal of that he's going to be directing Silent Hill, Return to Silent Hill, the adaptation of Silent Hill Two, is that he does have a reverence for Silent Hill Two, and that was his first attempt. His first instinct was to try to make Silent Hill Two the movie, and there was basically like you know what we need a baseline or else people aren't going to understand it. I think that may have been he probably overthought it a little bit because I think you could you could just take Silent Hill Two in isolation and completely get what's going on, but. Uh, but it was more just I, the idea, I think, was like, hey, we'll establish the Silent Hill franchise by doing like kind of a riff on Silent Hill one. Uh, and then we'll do Silent Hill two. Uh, it, it ended up taking 16 years, but it's happening. Why? OK. <clears throat> In what other mainstream film that you love uh -huh. does the protagonist's hairstyle change throughout the film with no effort 
for continuity and no explanation or reveal as to why it happened. Her hair literally changes length as you're watching the movie multiple times. Does that shit just not matter to you? I mean, like, I don't know. I understand how production works. So, so you, you film things out of sequence. I kind of thought also, I think maybe so, it was just that there's just a lot going on. And, you know, yeah. you're sort of under a lot so, of stress. You're going to be touching your hair. You're going to be if, it's going to be blowing around and stuff. All right. So so then so how about this then? If you're explaining this movie to an, uh-huh. to a friend who has no idea what Silent Hill is. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're like, so then air right air raid sirens go off. What do you explain that that means or why it's happening to your your friend on the couch? It's like a really scary thing. It's just like really scary. Uh, if like on top of everything else that's going on, if you heard a sound like that and you weren't expecting yeah. it, you'd be like, oh, great. Now this. Fuck. Yeah. What next? Uh, oh I think, look, God. I don't think the movie is perfect. I don't think it's a flawless film. I think it has its issues. I think it has some, uh, you know, maybe some some plot holes, some logic gaps. But also, I forgive a lot of that because I think it, it does a good job of atmosphere. Uh, I think most of the effects look pretty good and hold up pretty well. The only thing that really bug, like, I think, really bugs me is the CG cockroaches, which look look very, very early CG at this point. Yeah, but it's like, real but, you roaches know, only. Yeah, but the actual, uh, but you know the. The the way they do, I think all the uh, the monsters for the most part, which are which are actors in um in prosthetics and you know kind of doing these uh, these uh, monstrous movements, I think all all works pretty well. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, I I I guess another thing I really liked about this is that we've got parallel realities existing in the same space, and that becomes a theme as as things go on. You know the the uh, the the male lead. Uh, the husband, uh, who we should note is played by Sean Bean, an American accent, Sean Bean from America. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's they should they should have just let him use a normal accent, but it's fine. Uh, but he's he, he's good. He's good. And but like, you know, he's going he's there with a with a, a male cop who's chaperoning him through the city of Thailand Hill. Uh, the uh, the 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 uh, uh, wife character uh, who's played by. Um, uh, uh, Rose De Silva, who's played by Rada Mitchell, is there and is you know is wandering with a a uh, with a female cop that we got introduced to earlier. So it's like two men, two women, and they're just like wandering around through alternate realities in the same town. Uh, you know, one of them is 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 dark and ha- inhabited by monsters. The other other is just this deserted town that has been. Uh, you know, wrecked by capitalism and abandoned uh, after this uh, this catastrophic coal fire, and I think that's cool. I think that's a cool narrative element. I think I, I just visually, just seeing these these same, you see the same shots of the same space uh, with completely different lighting and different actors and different things are happening. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's a cool way to present that. I thought a light that was world and a dark world, uh, be- especially because there's in a part where. Sean Bean is like, I felt her. Like uh, I, I was like, oh, that's kind of like I don't know. I don't know yeah. a lot about Silent Hill, so I was like, "That's kind of that's kind of neat." Uh, I did I did like the physicality of Pyramid Head. I I I sort of knew enough about Silent Hill to know that he shouldn't have been in this movie because he's tied to uh, James's uh, you know issues. And um, but to see Pyramid Head in live action on screen, I thought he really worked. I thought he looked really cool. I thought that was like, I thought he looked great. And this, the way he moved around, I thought was really awesome. I uh, did. Yeah, I think, I, I think it does look good. 
I did laugh harder than I've laughed at any horror film when Pyramid Head, spoiler alert. Yeah. So this movie has an inconsistent relationship with violence. Sometimes the camera moves away from violence. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you'll you'll see a moment where like somebody's being stabbed and the camera is on uh, like the person doing the stabbing as opposed to like the entry wounds or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's a moment when Pyramid Head grabs a woman, full wide shot, tears her clothes off, for like the first massive reveal of nudity, yeah. then insane. grabs her by the skin and tears off her skin in a single motion, like like a like like a glove, and yeah. then throws it against a wall. And it is so jarring and out of place in the rest of this movie, where like there's a little bit of squeamishness. It's I laughed so hard. Yeah, it was so Mary- nasty. It's insane. It's so over the top and out like completely bonkers. <sighs> it was tr- it was truly that's a truly nightmarish uh, uh effect and it also like it 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 doesn't seem to really have any consequence on what happens next. So no. I mean, you know, again, this is like like they just <laughs> yeah. go straight into a church and it was like, "Well, that happened." Yeah. Anyway, uh let's uh, let's talk that? to this cult. Her skin yeah. came off. Yeah. <laughs> uh but it it is like yeah, I, I don't know. And and I and I, and also I'll say like I did like the first hour a lot more than the second hour. I mean, the first hour I think is just like really like some really cool table setting and the atmosphere is really good. Um I didn't even I didn't mind the way I think they they probably pacing wise, yeah, they could have spent a little bit more time explaining why this uh, or 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 building up to this uh this woman's psychological break that causes her to take her daughter to an abandoned town in West Virginia just to see why she's having weird uh sleepwalking dreams. But uh, but I, I, but I do uh, overall think it's like it's like well set up and and you know just uh, just like a cool sort of world to live in. The second hour for me is when it gets gets start to meander a little bit. We spend I feel like a little too much time with that uh, doomsday cult that ends up being a bunch of people uh, who are all killed in the fire. Uh, that's the ultimate reveal. Mm-hmm. Maybe there would have been more time to do setup of mm-hmm. like character choices if you hadn't spent. Uh, several shots where uh, Rose finds a knife, then equips the knife, brings it upstairs, uses it to cut through a painting, and then drops it in a full FX shot in between two buildings, meaning that the existence of the knife was just so that she could tear some fabric and that all of what I've just described is wasted space in this film that they could have used for a conversation between Rose and her husband, I didn't mind that. I, God it's how, damn! It's it. how they find it's how they find the hotel room they've been searching for. It's behind the painting, and she needs the knife for it. And then she loses the knife, so we know she can't use it to defend herself later. Yeah, you don't need it uh, to progress for story progression. You only need it for story yeah. progression, not uh, for um, combat. Um, it's just like use the knife, lost the knife. Yeah, that's basically what just happened. Uh, I do think it's funny. It's it's just an interesting story, right? That this director gets to do this again. Konami seems to be excited about it. Or the people behind Silent Hill are like, he's back. We got him back. He's going to do another one. Um, and it's, you know, some people think he did a good job. Some people didn't. And it's, it's, it's just interesting that he gets to come back and do this. Um, based on what I've seen of his style in this movie. Mm-hmm. James in the new movie, in the new movie, 
needs to be going down into the hole for 10 minutes. <laughs> it should take so fucking long to get down there. They do that bit in the elevator. Yeah. Like she takes an elevator. Rose takes an elevator to hell or something. And it's like 35 seconds of, of terrible CG. Yeah, I had an idea for a movie called Elevator, actually. Elevator, the elevator to hell. Sorry, keep going. I just want to say that because Matt said elevator. And I just want to be like, well, I, I did already have that idea just in case. There's so much shit. So like, <laughs> I can't even. So I get sued later by, you know, my podcast partner when I write There's elevator. A- Elevator There's a moment where Rose is trying to uns- to solve a mystery and she's got to uh-huh. go in a building where she she's never been and she has to memorize the map in order to get there, right? In order to get to this room and they focus hard on what the room is and it's B151 and it holds on screen in large letters and she's like B151, B151. That means nothing. It, it's not tied into anything from the beginning of the film. It doesn't get delivered on later. It's like it's like in the middle of fucking like Die Hard. Fucking John McClane is like, ah, Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola. Got to remember Coca-Cola. And then he never drinks a Coke. It's fucking mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, I would have I would have clapped at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he's uh, right. I- yeah, I, I I mean, like, you know, uh, that 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 probably was the, the second half of that was cut. It does feel like that map thing is just used as a way to to kind of crowbar in a, a Konami code Easter egg, which they also only kind of just half commit to where she's just like right, right, left, left. You know, she doesn't we don't actually hear the up, up, down, down. Uh, actually, I think she doesn't even do a she doesn't even do it the right way. Right. It's up, up, down, down, no. left, right, left, right. No, it's yeah, a yeah, gamer. Yeah. she's not yeah. a real gamer. She's fake. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I, I'm, yeah, I'm jumping on. all over the fucking place here. The main villain is this little girl who was burned years and years and years ago. Spoiler alert. Now, no spoiler. There's nothing to spoil in a movie that doesn't make sense. I might as well <laughs> just be saying like license plate numbers. So like the little girl who's the main villain at the end of this film uses barbed wire to kill people. Right. She 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 unleashes mm-hmm. the power of barbed wire which doesn't make sense because she has no relationship to barbed wire. Mm-hmm. She's you, You've set up that she's been burned alive. They keep saying it. When you run into her as a ghost, she's like, I'm burning. And like literally like that, holds out her arms and her arms are on fire. And then the, at the end of the movie, the climax, instead of burning everybody, she's like, and now I unleash the power of bees. Like it's just nonsense. Yeah, I'm 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 with you on the barbed wire. That felt like they had like like okay, we have this pre cool pre visualized set piece where you know the barbed uh, people are going to be impaled and and enrobed uh, by barbed wire, but didn't really explain why that that's the character's like telekinetic abilities or whatever. I'm with you. I think that that, that was just kind of a of, of an odd choice. Uh, but but I do I will say thematically. I like the idea that you like like first off, like true hell is existing in different realities from someone you love. Like that's like that's like part of it, like being separated by someone through, through some sort of, you know, uh, 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 being on a uh, being operating on a different plane of existence. And also, I like the idea that and this is a thing that you'll see in a lot of good ghost stories of like that, the that the 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 most the cruelest fate 
is like these apocalyptic cultists existing in a state where you don't know if you're alive or dead. It's not that I'm in hell. It's not that I don't exist. Uh, it's it's just that it's that I'm being tormented in this weird purgatory uh, between existence and non-existence. And I, I think that's cool. I think the, the I think the the I, I think thematically I think it, it handles that pretty well. I I don't think it's like a it's like a you know tight clockwork narrative or anything like that. Obviously not. It's kind of you know a little all over the place and like I said earlier, meandering, but. I don't know. I think it's pretty good. I, I think Almost. we could have gotten away with this if it was like 80 minutes. If it was a tight 80 minutes, I think we could really Huge. we could have really had something here. It would maybe even be sort of like a, a cult classic. Uh, it might even be camp. It would have been huge, I think, if they if they yeah found it found a way to get this closer to one 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 hour forty minutes. I'll, I'll just say real quick, and and you know uh, uh, you know I love Barry, but I as far as worst vi- worst movie I've ever seen in my life, for me that this was like. I feel like Mary could see some more bad movies because this isn't even the worst video yeah. game adaptation I've ever seen in my life. I Mary saw Wing Commander Pixels. in Did theaters. you remind her of that? Yeah. She watched Pixels <laughs> with us? Pixels tracks. Like... A thing yeah. happens and therefore like a thing happens. And at the very minimum, that's like that's like the ground, the foundation for telling a story is like you don't you don't say once upon a time there was an ox, but also purple, therefore the number B151. <laughs> like you that's not a story. And that's what this film does, is it's just elements. Mm-hmm. Like you you it's thrown together with the with the narrative instincts of a montage, but then delivered to you as if they're telling you a story and it's not. It's just not a story. Characters make no rational choices throughout the entire film. You can't get behind anybody. The closest you can get to being behind anybody is Sean Beam. And it's like, even that dude is like, he he's... <laughs> continuity wise he's like standing in the rain and then he's perfectly dry and then he's standing in the rain and then he's perfectly dry and then he's completely wet again but then he's like i need to get to the bottom of the mystery of silent hill so i'm gonna smash in i'm gonna break into a library in the middle of the night which is not a choice that a person makes unless they've been driven to the edge right you know like my first decision on like if I want to find out what the special is at a local restaurant, I don't break into a library. Hmm. It's something you never actually have to do. Libraries are like usually open pretty early and they're free. <laughs> you don't have to break in. Well, also you can do like, you know, and and uh, this is this is 2006 when this movie came out, but it would they still had search engines. Yeah, I you mean, see use it. it as a search engine at a certain point. So yeah, maybe going, maybe physically going to the archives was an unnecessary step. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it, can, can I read a little something from a Christoph Gans interview from uh, from back when this released? This is with OneOp.com. Sure. Okay. Here yeah, we- dude, go ahead. Russ, right, no. uh, fucking simp for Gans. <laughs> uh, here's a qu- question. It certainly doesn't help our industry when a major question when a major critic like Roger Ebert comes out and says that games are not art. Christoph Gans's reply: Fuck him. You know, I will say to this guy who has has only had to read the critiques against cinema at the beginning of the 20th century, it was seen as a degenerate version of live stage musicals. And this was at a time when visionary directors like Griffith were working. That means that Ebert is wrong. It's simple. Most people who despise a new medium are simply afraid to die, so they express their arrogance and fear like this. He will realize that he is wrong on his deathbed. 
Human beings are stupid, and we often become assholes when we get old. Each time some new medium appears, I feel it is important to respect it, even if it appears primitive or naive at first, simply because some people are finding important things in it. If you have one guy in the world who thinks that Silent Hill or Zelda is a beautiful, poetic work, then that game means something. Art only exists in the eye of the beholder. It's weird that dude talks about movies like he knows what they are. <laughs> <laughs> have you I seen Brotherhood? Say, have you seen Brotherhood of the Wolf? His uh, yeah, I love movie? it. I, I think fucking it's good. love it. Same director. It's good. It's a good movie. He's competent. I after hearing he this quote, I am. I do unfortunately, Heather, have to say I'm more on his side. <laughs> <laughs> I I really like him. I think. I think that's great. I think just uh I think that was a great quote. I think you did a good job there, Nick, uh, uh on um c- convincing me to, to to change there. That was good. Uh, uh l- l- let me just let me just say uh thank you, Bab. Let me, let me let me just say this that that when when they was announced that he was he was going to be redirecting like he was going to be directing the sequel. My reaction at first and I think I kind of say this on the stream of just kind of like it feels like there are a lot of young uh, uh, horror directors who are doing awesome work these days. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you know gold, something of a golden age for for horror. The elevated horror genre, as obnoxious as that term is, exists. That I was kind of like it, it feels like it would have been nice to give some uh, some younger director who's got their own vision uh, a crack at this franchise that they'd probably you know certain directors would probably love to 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 have their take on this. But I do understand the choice to. Go back to Gans, especially knowing how passionate he is about video games and about Silent Hill in particular. And I think if he, you know, has a little bit of a better script to work off of, uh, I think this could uh, return to Silent Hill could actually be a pretty good adaptation of Silent Hill, too. So I liked um, I liked some of the needle drops. Also, I I felt like I felt like they were at least similar, if not directly lifted from the game in my memory um and oh there was like a reveal early on that i thought was kind of uh funny um when the cop takes her helmet off i guess i just wasn't expecting her hair to be like short and cool so like she takes her helmet off and i was like yeah she has like a cool haircut like what the heck's going on here why is she wearing this helmet and it's kind of similar to the 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 other female lead. Yes. So it's like they both have very similar, like close cropped, uh, dyed blonde hair. Yeah, I did at one point think that they did look too similar. I I thought that too, and then I was like, is the movie trying to say something by having them look kind of similar? Like, yeah. are they are like you know, is this is this another sort of parallel that we're supposed to pick up on? And, but they also they don't also do that with the male cop and Sean Bean. So I was like, I think maybe it's if they are trying to say that, it, they just didn't make that clear. Yeah. Just an accident. Maybe just an accident. Yeah. Make one of them brunette. Would be easier to track. <laughs> the kid's good. <clears throat> good kid acting. A good scary kid performance. Also. Good scary kid. You know. Good the, scary the, kid. Yeah, it's hard to be scary. And uh, I think with what she was given, she did do a good job. Uh, she conveyed scary, I will say. Um, I wonder. Look, am I going to see this in the next one? When's it going to come out? Who knows? Twenty twenty four, maybe. I don't know. So uh, fucking, yeah. I'm so grumpy. I'm so grumpy. <laughs> I, the, the funniest thing about the announcement to me is that they announced it. 
Like that to me is so funny. Like because like I don't know. It just like it doesn't seem like this warranted a sequel. I don't think it performed. Did it perform well at the box office? No. Like, I think it did okay. Like hundred it million. It got thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It didn't perform well at the box office. Like this was not a smash hit. And uh, I don't know. It's it's not, it's, not a smash whatever, hit, but you know, whatever. fifty million dollar budget, ninety seven million dollar box office. It you know, Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, also thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I think that movie is far worse, way worse than this movie. This movie it's is looking- is look. Even if you don't think it's good, and I think it's good, this movie is much better than the the new Resident Evil on Netflix. Yeah, it's. At least I don't know. Like I did, I certainly didn't enjoy watching it. Like I didn't, but there were things in it that I liked, um, namely Pyramid Head. Did you see how fucking jacked his arm was, and when he's reaching through the, do- he's fucking huge. Yeah, jacked, dude. yeah he's fucking ripped. Uh, I think also the actor who played Pyramid Head also was like a uh, either stunt director or choreography director. He's he's credited in there as kind of overseeing all the monster movements. So. I, I did also, though, like there's a, a lot of those sets were CG and you can just tell that they were all running around on a green screen. And like when I see stuff like that, I just then, you know, I often will just think about how embarrassing it must be to be an actor. Sure. Like, just to be like running, like imagining there are a bunch of roaches everywhere. Well, also because the practical town, they have yeah. a pretty good town they're shooting in. Looks, looks, uh, that's a good location. Yeah, but and I guess so, they can't shoot on location in hell. It's a little tricky. Yeah, they can't do it. The yeah, permits are permit expensive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> elevator, elevator to hell. Uh, all right. Any other thoughts on this? <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. Just like, so you like, like it, Heather. Fucking like whatever you want. And, and I don't, I don't want to yuck your yum either. I feel bad about that. I just. No, I don't care. Yeah. Nick's the consensus is that, so... that most people did not like this movie. It did, I think some Silent Hill fans did, but I, I found it. I, I thought it worked. We have a sort of Goldilocks situation on our hands, don't we? Mm. Where Heather's on one side of this, the spectrum. She didn't really like it. Nick so... on the other side. And I'm somewhere in the middle. So it's 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 right bear, uh, centrist bear, and wrong bear. Mm. Is that what you're right? Sure. Yeah, it's like our, Amer- our American political spectrum. <laughs> we got the right and the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of. Are they using that? It's shocking that they're not. I don't know, man. It's good. It's <laughs> all right. It's time for the question block. All right. So this these so, questions. Yeah, go on, Matt. These questions have been fielded from our Discord server. Wow. That's right. We've we've we sort of soft launched a Discord server uh, a couple weeks ago. And I think this is the first time it's coming up on the show. So if you want to get so. when you if you want to get involved over there on our Discord server, uh, check the episode description. There will be a link there. There's a link in our Twitter bio, Instagram bio. Uh, it's easy to find. So I, what I don't want to see is a tweet asking for the link. I don't want to see it. And I know that's inviting people to ask me specifically just that. But do your due diligence. It's in three places, and I won't be saying it again. Right, you understand okay. me? I want to give a shout out to the Discord and say that uh, it's overwhelming because there's so much being talked about. But boy, oh boy, it's it's pretty neat to look at. And 
lot of lot of good spirits in there so far. So yes. get in early before the eternal September sit, sets in and and nobody wants to be on the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really, uh, yeah, it seems like a really cool, a positive community so far. And um, shout out to our mods, uh, 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 Fish, Drop King, Wonder Swan, Ted Cord, Hello Dan Lane. A um, couple more people. I want to make sure I get everybody. Uh, Trinard uh, uh, Dios. Uh, Charette's Surrey. in there. And yeah, yeah, Trinard Dios is in there. Yeah. So yeah. thanks to all of you. Apologize if I if I mispronounce any of your handles, but uh, thanks for uh, thanks for keeping out the riffraff. And uh, although if there's any riffraff out, out there who wants in, the links in our our show description. Yeah, we actually welcome the riffraff, but don't be bad. Be nice, actually. Yeah, just uh, be nice. Just be nice. Uh, so all Flight these questions are from are from uh, from the Discord. Uh, and so here we go. This one's from Jim, and they write: I have a question mainly directed at Nick, but this is a two part question. Wow. As someone who worked in the video game industry before the rise of indie gaming, have you ever had a desire to return to making games? And for all three of you, if you got the chance to make your dream game, what would it look like? Thanks, Jim. I've thought of thanks for the question, Jim. I've thought about it because yeah. You know, I was still in the industry when I you know, the 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 Xbox uh, uh, Xbox Live Arcade, uh, you know, launched and that was like a big thing because that was like really the first time. Obviously, it was still happening on on Steam, but that was really the first time you could get any sort of indie distribution for consoles. And that's where, you know, we got Super Meat Boy, among other games. Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, that was like a seismic change that I was really mostly on the the before side of. I had I hadn't really once I got out of game development I kind of was kind of like I think I'm done with that and you know was focused more on on writing uh, for TV which I I thought I wanted to do and then you know like all things eventually you you burn out of it uh, but I, I have given some thought to like yeah making uh, making some sort of indie game or whatever oh in in deep quarantine I I, I went through and 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 taught myself Unity. Uh, just to wow. sort of like get a get up and around and messing with an engine again. I mean, taught myself. I'm not I'm not super fluent in it, but I you know I learned how the uh, the software worked and and the scripting and so forth. And it's a uh, I've thought about it. I, I I don't know if I'll ever actually do it, but it's a it's it definitely the tools exist to make it a lot easier than it ever was, and to make it possible for a solo developer to make a game that's you know pretty well realized. Um, uh, even with some, uh, 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 even w- even if you want to have a little bit more of an ambitious scope, so yeah, I, I, I guess I guess my that's a soft yes. I have given it some thought. I don't know if I'll ever actually do it because honestly, the other thing is, I kind of like just podcasting. Pretty easy. Yeah, this is pretty easy to do. It's pretty easy <laughs> and fun. And fun. What would what would your game be, Nick? I think was the part two of that question. Yeah, that's so, for all of us uh, too. So I, you know, I've always been interested in horror, and so I had the idea that there's an elevator to hell called the Hellivator. Okay, <laughs> and you're kind of the operator of the Hellivator, getting people to their destination. The more you talk about it, it could also be a movie. The more it's it's good. I think the Hellivator is good. <laughs> I'm telling you, you have an elevator operator, like he looks kind of like mysterious, and like every this level, this one only goes down. <laughs> And how there are seven layers of hell? Is that what they say? Yeah, yeah. So there's seven levels, and each one is freaking worse. 
So it's kind of like a roguelike when when you get to a certain threshold, you unlock being able to take the elevator to a different floor. Yes. So like once you've beaten the first floor, you go down and now you can take the elevator down even further. Till eventually, if we want to skip all the way to the boss, we can. The thing is, then you're not going to have all the resources you can accumulate from a full run. No. Yeah, it's a elevator. And the Let's, boss is freaking elevated out. Satan. Let's yeah. combine your idea and my idea. Because uh, I was going to pitch a game called Church of Violence, uh, but elevator would work, right? So yeah. here's my, the only thing I care about in your game is the combat system. So here's mm-hmm. my pitch for the combat system is it rewards creativity of violence. So you have to use all the buttons on the controller, like all of your shoulder buttons, all of your face buttons, everything, but you have to use them in uh, novel combinations. And the longer your chain of unrepeated patterns is, the higher your score is and the more interesting the violence on screen is. So, like, think of it almost like the way that, a, like, a prime number doesn't repeat mm-hmm. uh, sequences within itself or whatever. That's not, that's not exactly what I'm, what I'm trying to say. Just that, like, it's almost like the anti-combo game. Mm. Like, you can't, like, you can't just do the same gesture over and over again. Right. Because then you get weaker and weaker. You have to that, do entirely new gestures every time you fight a monster. Uh, that's a that's a that's a clever clever idea that reminds me of the Tony Hawk combo system. Whereas if you keep spamming the same combos, the amount yeah. of points you get uh, gradually goes down. Yes. I like it. So let's combo all three of us and have the weapon be a fucking skateboard. Okay, this actually <laughs> rocks. You have to ride a skateboard down an elevator to hell. <laughs> that does sound cool as hell. Two modes of transportation in one. <laughs> um, my my honest answer to if I, if it was game if it was going to make a game I would make something very simple like a visual novel or a graphic adventure not the graphic adventures are simple to design mm-hmm. or a or or something that has like a I, I'm I'm always intrigued by like a puzzle game. Hey, you brought up Tetris earlier. That's the the Ur example of like, hey, this is it. This is kind of an action puzzle game or a puzzle game that has a very simple mechanic and is endlessly replayable and addictive. And uh, it's, it's why it's why like Wordle I feel like connected with so many people. It's like holy shit, this is just a very simple idea yes. that we you get right away and you can and refill it over and over again. So I think like being figuring out how to crack something like that would be a really uh, fun design challenge. Matt, any dream game you'd like to make? Uh, probably just whatever like would be considered the greatest game of all time and make me like millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> there uh, you are. Smart. That's real smart. <laughs> yeah. Minecraft 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the first thing that came to mind, and I don't even know why I would even think this because I've never finished the game that I'm trying to uh, base this off of, but for mm-hmm. some reason I thought Red Dead Redemption meets Stardew Valley. Like mm. Cowboy Stardew Valley, where like you have that your farm cool. and stuff like that. And like you can sort of keep, you know, you keep cattle, you can do all, you maintain your farm. But then also there are bounties and you can go and, you know, be a cowboy and collect bounties um, and then, sh- you know, and fight with um, bandits and, or even like rob a train, do all sorts of other kind of crazy st- stuff. I think that'd be really fun. Um, Sounds really cool. Maybe I just like cowboy. It could be cowboy anything. Cowboys are cool. Yeah, they are. Yeehaw. Um, can <laughs> great I say? question. Thank you. Yeah, a yeah. great question. Um, this next one is from 
the aforementioned Drop King himself. Wow. And I picked this because I thought it was a good thematic question for the episode. You have a Silent Hill monster as a roommate. Which do you choose? And so I have an immediate answer for this. Uh Uh-huh. And it's the creatures that are just legs. Legs on top, legs on bottom. (laughs) And it's only because... No, it's only just because I feel like I can handle whatever they're going to even try to do. If you got arms, you can't really constrain me with legs. Maybe you could. But you're not going to really you're not going to really be like coming for me in that sort of way. Uh, They're actually going to probably need my help more than they're going to try to do anything bad. Uh, So I picked the the two legs creatures. Those are the that's who I pick. Wow. Uh, You know, I'm tempted to say the sexy nurse, but I think I got to go with my guy, the abstract daddy. Mm. <laughs> I already lived with a daddy, my regular daddy. Yeah. So I can handle an abstract daddy. And would you say he was ab- abstract? Uh, he was pretty present. So I, I think he was more, <laughs> he was less theoretical. I see. More like, like tangible. Yeah. I'm going to answer. Abstract daddy is, is terrifying, by the way, too. Just like yeah. design is so scary. Abstract daddy is, an, is a nightmare. That's yeah. the one on the bed, right? Yeah. yeah, I I uh, I'm going to answer this believing that the I, that the concept of roommate is that they operate in good faith, like that they that we are roommates, not just that I'm in a room with this thing. Yeah, they're going to pay their rent. Sure, they're going to yeah. do chores. They're they're going to uh, you know respect and I'm gonna, quiet hours. Yeah, I'm going to go full pyramid head. Wow, wow. Because like what. <laughs> Yeah, why not, I guess. What would you be afraid of if you lived with Pyramid Head? That's true. Because, like, as a roommate, there's also this this common vocabulary of, like, caring for one another and, and just, make you know, v- vaguely looking out for one another. Mm-hmm. And, like, who's going to fuck with you if Pyramid Head's your, your roommate? No, that's a great point. So I'm going Pyramid Head. Uh, I know it's a cop-out, but I also, I think probably the best choice would be um, Eddie. Uh, from Silent Hill 2. Uh, not really a monster. But just because probably all three of us at some point have uh, lived with Eddie. He just looks, he's got, he's got the most roommate look of anyone. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, maybe yeah. all three of us have also thrown up after eating a lot of pizza. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Eddie seems cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, this next one's from Real Jack VT. And they write, what mascot or character from pop culture do you think should have their own game, and what should that game be like? I'll offer the correct answer. Count Chocula, Symphony of the Night. Ooh. Okay. That's a lot of fun. Uh, has there ever been a good Kool-Aid Man game? Oh, my God, no. Like, Kool-Aid Pretty Man good. is just, like, a, a cool character. Uh, he says, oh, yeah. He's got a catchphrase. Yeah. He's got an ability to just break through bricks, which is really fun. Like you can figure out how to design environments where here's a brick wall you can break through and there's something on the other side. Um, and also, I think just he's got a natural health pool, which is all, all his all his uh, high sea spills out. He's fucking dead. He's a goner. What if it's like a reverse Katamari with the Kool-Aid man where your mm. goal is to just run around a given environment and instead of rolling it up and collecting it, it's just to level the entire area as the Kool-Aid man. 
just you're supposed to knock down every uh, every building. Yeah. No structures left standing. Yeah. It could also be fun because you could be filled with different types of high C that would give, give you different powers. Yeah. Well, it's not high C. So like it's Kool Aid. He's the Kool Aid man, not I meant the high C man. I didn't mean to say high C. I meant the Kool Aid. You guys, this I man know, I know he's hosts a, a snack and food podcast, and look at him. We don't talk about that here. <laughs> I said I meant high. You know, I, I called him the Kool Aid man. You know, I know he has Kool Aid. I know. I'm just, just high C being a stinker. <laughs> also, it looks like a Silent Hill monster. Yeah, that red. Yeah, not Kool Aid. It's freaking blood. Wow. Um, I think, I think, you know, you guys know, uh, the lazy egg. Oh, that like, sort of like, he's G- like, Guretama? Uh, yeah. Oh, I, yes, 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 yes. It's getting a TV show. Oh, I wouldn't mind a video game with lazy egg. I'm happy to hear he's getting a TV show. Yeah, he's got a, it's got a TV show. It looked pretty good. Uh, I love this it, egg. I think it's a it's, Netflix. It's a San... It's a Sanrio character that's basically yeah. just a a sentient yolk. <laughs> I think I think Lazy Egg should get his own game, and I think the the goal of the game should be to move at the last possible second. So like the the map is like auto moving or something, mm-hmm. and your goal is to remain still for as long as possible before you have to move. <laughs> I like that. Just That's rewarding good. sloth and re- and and energy conservation. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't have a pitch for what their game should be, but I do think you should be able to race as a minion in Mario Kart. I think a minion should be in Mario Kart, and that is my pitch. That is it. They haven't really done that with a third-party characters no. in Mario Kart, right? But no. that would be cool. Because there is a there is Minion Rush, which is its own like mobile racing game, but mm-hmm. it's it's not it's more it's more of I think an endless I can't remember if it's an endless runner or if it's like a if it's like a yeah, track game. And I don't want that. I want I don't want a mobile game. Yeah, put him in put them in a proper game. I want him. I want them in there, and I don't I don't want just one. I want like the main ones: Kevin, Stewart, Bob. What was the new one? The baby Otto. Otto. Throw Otto on there. Get Otto in there. Uh, and put them in Smash too. I that'd be look that'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> I would love that. I think there's something to just I'm like having like a horde of a horde of four different minions all driving the same cart, kind of oh. falling all over each other. It would be really cool looking. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, maybe they're not. It's not just a single minion. You're saying it's yeah. it's all that's it's four, and you can kind of pick maybe which one is leading at that point. I think that's good. I like that. Uh, and here's the other thing. Their special ability, they're not tripped up by a banana. No, it's a speed boost. Yeah. Yeah. Works like a mushroom. Yeah, nice try. Oh, you thought. You thought the banana was going to do what it does, didn't you? Not to the minion, you stupid fool. Can you watch Despicable Me for the podcast? Um, no. I don't think so. <laughs> no. I did threaten to watch all of them on the airplane that I was on recently. <laughs> I was like, I might do this. I might watch all three of them, and then Minions won. Oh, look, Illumination's making the Mario movie. It's kind of topical. Yeah, but like not enough. Okay. It's like hey, yeah, that's like, this barely. week's get. This, that's this week's get played. Uh, we're at Get Played Pod on Twitch <laughs> and on social. Our music and engineering are by Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. And a reminder: this month's We Play You Play is Vampire Survivors coming next week. 
Monday, October 31st. Also check out our premium show, Get Animated. Heather, I'm not sure at this point if we figured out what we're going to be talking about next week. I hope we're talking about Chainsaw Man. Yeah. I'm going to keep talking about us talking about it until we start talking about it. This week's man, episode. do I love Chainsaw Man. Yeah, this week's episode is uh, Vampire Hunter D. Uh, so what? That's that's what's coming out. That's ridiculous. That's when are we going to your... talk about Chainsaw Man? This was your pitch. You suggested it. Yeah, we already did it. We already did it. Sourceshit. <laughs> what happened already? Uh, check out Get Animated on Stitcher Premium or at patreon.com slash get played. <laughs> Guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm going to say. Yeah. You got played. <laughs> We got the right and the wrong.